This is Clothes Making Mavens, a sewing podcast about handmade fashion. Hello, and welcome to the Clothes Making Mavens podcast. This is Helena, but I'm just here to introduce you to Lori's interview with Michelle Morris of thatblackchick.com. I've been a fan of Michelle's for years, and if you haven't seen her amazing creations around the internet yet, get ready to be blown away. She has so much fun with fashion. You have to see how she mixes prints, adds detail and dimension to each piece, and accessorizes and photographs the outfits so professionally. Her beautiful daughter, Maury, models it all with such attitude, too. In this interview, Michelle and Lori talk about her unique projects, sewing on a budget, and Michelle's plans to launch a more inclusive sewing magazine. Michelle, I'm going to apologize in advance because I might be a bit of a fangirl here during this interview (laughs) because I just am blown away by the stuff that you post on your blog, your amazing creations. Thank you. My pleasure. They're just amazing. And it's, it's not just the garments. I mean, the garments are fantastic, but also you, you style the photographs so well and accessorize Mm -hmm. everything. So to me, the outfits are all just stunning from head to toe. So sorry if I, if I like a little bit like, (laughs) (laughs) that's okay. That's okay. Awesome. Um, So since this is an audio podcast, I was hoping that you wouldn't mind describing for us some of your favorite outfits that you've sewn. Um, I think my most recent favorite is that black and white dress because I, when I was so at piecing that together, I was so, I was like, this is going to turn out horrible. And as I went along, because actually all I did was I grabbed black and white fabric from that I had in my house <laughs> everywhere. I was like, I'm gonna mix it all together. And as I was going along, I'm like, this is not going to turn out good. This is not going to turn out good. And then when I was done, that was the most surprising. So I think right now that's my most favorite one. And and so I've seen it on your blog, but could you describe it a little bit in case someone who's listening hasn't seen it? Sure. If anyone's familiar with Simplicity and Cynthia Rowley, um, it was one of her patterns. And it was a dress that it was just is like panels all throughout the dress separated by uh, piping. And for each different panel, I just used a different fabric, all knit fabrics, but a different fabric for each panel and put that all together. And the pattern is out of date. I don't know the pattern number, That's um, okay. yeah. but the pa- the pattern's out of date. But that I love that dress. And then when I when I was all done, it was I was like, ah, I stepped back myself. <laughs> <laughs> so you had the same reaction to it that I did, which was to go. <gasps> That's incredible because it's true. I mean, I never would have thought to put those, um, Mm -hmm. you know, all black and white, but they were all patterns and stripes and different, you know, different things. And boy, did that ever come together so well. It's just a stunning garment. Yeah, I love to mix patterns. Like that's my thing. Like I love to mix patterns. And usually I'm pretty confident when I go in with what I'm mixing. But like that one, that was one I was just like, I was winging that one. And I was like, oh, I hope this turns out well. But it did. I wow. like that one. Wow. So <laughs> talented. So any other um, any other outfits that you feel like you really knocked it out of the park with? Um, I think the one that I'm known for the most, and I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it was, I did an African print. I saw uh, Farrah from Mingo and Grace. She did a little jacket for her daughter. And I was like, where'd you get that print from? Where'd you get that print from? And she told me it was Michael Levine's. And I was like, 
on the computer. I was like, got to get this fabric. And they were out. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so um, so I finally got me some of that fabric. And I made uh, the Simplicity 1421 blazer. I remember that because I love that pattern. And a pair of high-waisted pants. And that, again, I didn't know if that would be received well by people because it was so loud. And I did a blazer and a pant. But that was one of my, I, I love that suit and everyone received it really well. So I was, that was a little shocking to me. I was like, oh, they're thinking like me now. Yeah, yeah. No, it was stunning. And and I think, you know, what, what blows me away is your ability to use those prints and those patterns and and it comes together so well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do a lot of sewing for your daughter, or at least your daughter, Maury, is the, the model for a yes. lot of what you sew on your blog. So tell me about that. Like, does she wear the stuff that you make, or is she more like your muse and your model for the creations that you do? I'm going to go with the latter part of what you said. Okay. She's more my muse. Um, so when I first started blogging, I, I didn't realize that sewing blogs was a thing at first. And then I found out sewing that was, I'm like, there's blogs for sewing. And I hadn't been sewing in over 20 something years. And so I'm looking at the blogs and, you know, learning who people are and everything. And I'm like, wait a minute, I can, I can sew. (laughs) I was like, so initially I was just like, I was showing my DIYs, my interior design, uh, because I like to do that too. And then it was like when I sewed something, I think it was a pair of pants with owls on them. That was my first sewing project. (laughs) And when I sewed that, everybody was like, wow. And I'm like, wait a minute. They like this sewing stuff more than they like everything else that I'm doing. So that's how it led into a sewing blog. And it took off from there. And so now I'm not one for in front of the camera. I always take pictures. <laughs> Maury has been taking pictures since she was a little girl. And my kids, they hate it when I come around with a camera. <laughs> so it was a natural, like, I love taking pictures. This platform allowed me to show pictures. And I'm like, wow. And then the sewing. So it was like a no-brainer for me. Now, Maury is another story because I'll tell you, half of the stuff, Maury doesn't like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, have her ship it over to me then, will (laughs) you? And and honestly, if if um, so, some things I so now I just basically I go I'm gonna do what I want to do, um, and then it's some things that she will love, and then some things she'll be like, Mom, you know I'm not wearing that, right? (laughs) (laughs) So it's hit or miss. Um, some things she will ask me to make, and I will make those things for her. But it's just hit or miss with her. And like some of the things I'll just keep like some things I'm going to just keep for myself to have them on display in my sewing room. And then some of them I will give away to people. But um, it's hit or miss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the gold jumpsuit that I just did. She loves that. Anything showing flesh. She's all about that. <laughs> <laughs> and are you a little bit worried about that as a mama? Well, <laughs> Well, she's 29, so okay, I'm so, okay. Yeah, yeah. And she's gorgeous. She's an absolutely stunning yeah. model. So she certainly shows <laughs> off your creations really, really well. But you do yeah. model the occasional thing. In fact, recently you did the amazing bomber jacket. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Yeah, that jacket, that company contacted me about using their fabric. And I was like, okay, I've been wanting to do a, a print myself. But I just never got around to it. And I was like, I'm going to do like an Andy Warhol with my face on it. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so I was playing around with the computer, came up with the print. And then I was like, well, wait a minute. I can't make Maury something to wear with my face on it. So that <laughs> was, that had to be me. So I'm like, all right, man, I'm going to have to get in front of the camera on this one. And it's funny, but that 
that fabric, I didn't, I ordered it wrong. So I got it in pieces instead of one big, um, long sheet of fabric. Uh-huh. Um, so it, I started out making something else and then it ended up, I didn't like the fabric with what the garment that I was making. And I'm like, this is not working. So then I had to piece it together. I was like, I have to make something. So that was a stroke of luck um, that I was able to get that bomber out of that print without, you know, being messed up. So, um, but it worked out well. I love that jacket. It's so fun. And when we were taking pictures, it was just hilarious, the looks that I was getting. So that's a fun piece for me. I will... I will order some more fabric at another time about to make something else with that. Right. So, so you wear it out and people sort of stop and look and say, wait a second, that's you on your jacket. And there's a, there's like 15 of you on the jacket. Right. Right. That's- it's all about me. That's my me. <laughs> it's amazing. I, I love your sense of style. Where do you get your um, like, where do you where does that sense of style come from? How would you describe your your fashion aesthetic? Hmm. I'm going to say I'm all over the place. I, my background is, I do have a formal training in um, fashion design. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I, I do have that behind me, but I don't think I fit myself into any particular neat space um, because I like all different types of things. I can, I like, I like vintage. I just don't do it a lot because that to me is more time consuming with the blog and everything. So I've done vintage. I used to do wedding dresses. Um, so, and my style is not one place. I just... I'm all over the place. Like I have fabrics that are from funky to pastels where you'll be like, well, does she make anything in pastels? Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, so I'm all over the place there. Yeah. And and you have a a thing for denim, don't you? Oh, my God. (laughs) If I could live in denim, I would live in denim. And honestly, I swear, I want to plaster denim all over my family room wall if I can get my husband approval but I don't know if that's gonna happen but yes like I'm most comfortable when I'm wearing denim so I love to work with that uh-huh. um I try not to um work with it all the time because I don't want people to get tired of denim like I love it like if I could I would do everything in denim mm-hmm. different types of denim but yeah I really love working with denim I like playing with it I like destroying it I like um structuring it into different things i think one of my one of my projects that i said i was going to do i was like i'm going to do a couture gown in denim and it's going to be fabulous <laughs> oh i am sure it will be fabulous i have no <laughs> doubt about that i can't wait to see that and you you do you like to do a lot of uh, reconstruction with denim and appliques and different different diy yeah. projects that people can do that aren't that don't necessarily involve sewing right Absolutely. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I, I, I like to do. I like to take a project, especially with the denim and the, the pro the accessories type things. I like to do projects where I can sew it, but maybe not. I can, if someone doesn't know how to sew, they can make the same item. So I do try to um, do those types of projects as well. Mm-hmm. And I want to ask you about the sewing competition that you won with a dress made from trash bags, <laughs> which is amazing. So tell us a little, can you, can you describe the dress for us and, and, and how you made it? Absolutely. I went, um, well, I went Marilyn Monroe on that one. I did the halter top with the backless dress. Mm-hmm. And my thing was, we, it was unconventional. And it was, the thing was, we only had two weeks to sell it. And I said, I can't rely on ordering some type of 
item that I wanted to use for it because if it didn't get here in time, then I didn't couldn't work with it, then I'd be stuck. So I had to find something that was readily available. And I learned a lot about trash bags because there's like mega weights of trash bags. <laughs> so I learned that and I learned which ones don't you don't work with if you're trying to make a garment. Um, so. It's the un- unexpected side perks of sewing. You learn about trash bags, of course. Absolutely, absolutely. So, but the task with that was I said, okay, so I know it's a trash bag, but I have to make it look like fabric and I have to make it look like a textured fabric. And that was the challenging part. Like, so I was weaving, I was stitching different types of stitches, um, quilting stitches on it and everything. And honestly, I put batting in the middle of it to give it some depth and everything. So it was really interesting because when I wove it, like when it was in black, I don't know if you saw it on my blog, it looked like leather. It was like, I was like, I don't even know if I want to paint this, but I was like, no, what I was going for was gold. So I had to paint it, but it looked stunning and gold. And like that, that's one of my most pride projects as well. Um, that trash bag dress. So it was phenomenal. And when we were taking pictures, it was prom time. So everybody just thought Maury was going to a prom uh-huh. and they were like, oh, your dress and then we'd be like it's trash bags they'd be like no way so that was that was a good experience it is amazing and there's no (laughs) way that just by looking at it you you realize what it was made from I mean it absolutely looks like a couture dress which is amazing so congratulations to you it's it's, you're amazingly talented um, and actually, going back to the denim thing, you also recently posted a really cool denim outfit. You said it was inspired by Alice and Olivia, and it's a denim maxi coat and uh-huh. wide-legged jeans with mm. embroidery in tie-dyed denim. It is yes. stunning, you know, and I saw it, and uh, you styled it with a white blouse with a big pussy bow, and oh. I saw the outfit and thought, oh, it looks like Prince, which made me yes. love it even more because I love <laughs> Prince. So tell me a little bit about that. Absolutely. That one was, yeah, I saw the Alice and Olivia, um, Olivia and Alice, I always mix that name up with, there's somebody on Instagram has opposite and I keep mixing them up, (laughs) but I saw those embroidered jeans. I think George Clooney's wife had them on in the picture that I saw. And I was like, oh my goodness. I was like, I have to, I was like, okay, but I can't embroider anything. I'm pretty sure my machine can do some stuff, but I'm not vice in that. So I was like, all right, there has to be another option. And so then I was like, look, I started Googling appliques and I'm like, these are things I can buy. And so I just went crazy. It took me forever to figure out which one I wanted to buy and everything. And I was like, all right, when I finally found one, I had that denim from Joann's, that awesome, that awesome tie-dye denim. Because when that came out, I just grabbed up like six, seven yards, Um, had that denim. And I was like, okay, I'm going to use these two together. And that was awesome. Sewing the applique one was really tricky because I had to put like three different adhesives to put it on to try them out because I didn't know what was going to work. Found something that was going to work. Sewed that on because I couldn't, it was supposed to be iron on, but it wasn't going to stay. So Mm -hmm. I was like, I got to stitch this on. So found out where I wanted to. too, the appliques. So that's a lot of hand stitching. It is. Yep. (laughs) I didn't do it by hand. I did it by my machine. Oh, you did? Good. Yeah, it's glued it on and it's, you know, did it delicately through the machine. So that worked out. Um, but yeah, that one was awesome. And yes, everyone says Prince. Um, now let me just tell you this. Now my daughter, she loves the jacket. Jeans, not so much. She said they're too wide for her. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, everybody, when they saw that, they were like, Prince! (laughs) Yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. (laughs) Michelle, in your profile on your blog, you say that clothes are like art to me. What do you mean by that? One of the things I always have been as an artist at heart, like I've always been doing anything involving art, I love. I honestly, I went when I was in fashion design, I never took an art class, like a drawing class or anything. I just took your standard art class that you have during school. And when I took fashion design, it was when I really fell in love with drawing. So I've always been painting, drawing, um, making things, just ripping things apart, building them up. Anything artsy is like amazing. And I used to actually, when I was making clothes, when I was in school, it always had something. It was like always a picture on something. That's all I did. It was like a picture. I would make the picture. It would now I would it would be an applique. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing back then. I know I was cutting out fabric into different shapes and sewing it on to other fabrics. But word art, pop art, um, all that type of things. That's what I was doing on clothes from long time ago. I actually um, painted clothes too. So art was always involved in my sewing. So I kind of look at it when I'm making something, I'm taking a piece of fabric and making it into something. It's art. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's lovely to feel when you, when you sew something that you are wearing a work of art, you know, a true original, right? Yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. You also say that you like to design on a budget, but of course, fabrics are expensive and sewing tools and patterns, and that can really add up. So how do you manage to turn out these incredible looking outfits on a budget? What are your tips for that? My husband will tell you I don't have a budget, but I say, (laughs) say, I'm real, you know what, Um, like, okay, so we don't have a lot of uh, sewing stores locally. I have one sewing store that's outside of Joanne's near me. Um, And then I have one I have to drive a little bit to get to, but it's not too far. And they really have discount fabric. So the two places I have access to, they have discount fabric. So I'm always finding, if you go in there on a whim, sometimes you can get fabric for two and $3 a yard. And that's, I like, I stock up when I find that. And, and then Joanne, I'm never buying anything from Joanne if I don't have a coupon. Right. <laughs> so, so I get a coupon and then like today I ran over there at lunchtime because I had that extra 25% off and I was like, I'm going to find something and, you know, get it for a deal. So I do look for sales. I don't, every now and then I will buy a fabric that I just have to have at whatever price it is. Like, um, so every now and then I'll treat myself to a, like a mood fabric or something like that. But for the most part, because I buy so much, I'm like, I, I try to look for the deals. So right. it, it can be done. <laughs> and so you're telling me you, you, you work close enough to a fabric store that you can get there on your lunch hour. That is, that's a little bit scary, isn't it? A little bit dangerous. <laughs> It is because I know Alice and Joanne. I know them, and I'm like, they're like, oh, so you come to visit us today? I was like, yeah, got this 50% off coupon. Gonna use it today. So yeah, that's a bad thing. No, but <laughs> I found out they were around the corner. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and I have to know when you come home with with fabric bags in hand, do you sort of sneak in to make sure your husband doesn't notice you're coming in with more fabric? All the time. All the time. <laughs> And if I throw it in my sewing room, like over in the corner, because I have bags over there, he can't tell. He doesn't know it's a new bag. So, <laughs> what he doesn't know won't hurt him, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 
So Michelle, you recently announced big plans on your blog about launching a really exciting new project. You want to launch a brand new sewing magazine. What made you decide you wanted to do that? You know, let's see. So um, I wasn't a really big fan of sewing magazines in my and like a while ago. Um, just like I think within the past year and a half, I started buying sewing magazines. And then as I was looking at these sewing magazines, I'm like, I'm looking at the contributors and I'm like, there's no one contributing that looks like me. There's no one that they're featuring looks like me. And I'm like, and I, and I honestly, I put myself to the test and one month I said, I want to buy all these sewing magazines. I'm like in here, there has got to be one person that looks like me in one of these magazines. And I bought 12 magazines and I was like, I was blown away. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, I know they're out there. <laughs> I was like, why are they not in here? So I thought it was a void. And I was like, and I decided, I said, you know what? I'm going to fill that void. Um, I'm going to have something that I want to contribute. And that's not, and people, I think people misunderstood when I said I wanted to do this because I'm not trying to have a magazine where all the work in there is going to be by African-Americans. Um, I do want to be, I do want to showcase some African-Americans. I, all ethnicities to me is going to be what's in the magazine, but I do want to see some people that look like me on the pages of the magazine because I know they're out there. They're just as good as their counterparts that are showcased in these magazines. And the funny thing is that, so when I started putting a feel out there for um, if this would be something that would be received is that one of those magazines reached out to me and they were like, Hey, that's a good idea. And this is something that is missing. So they know that it's missing, but I don't think they want to take the leap of faith to jump in to start something that may not succeed. Which kind of stuns me because right. I sort of think, okay, it's 2017. It didn't occur to you before mm -hmm. that, you know, America and Canada and all over the world are diverse people. Uh, of various ethnicities yeah. and races and colors and sizes and shapes. And yet, I agree with you, uh, so much of sewing mm -hmm. media only ever shows skinny white women. Right. <laughs> right? I, I mean, it's so true. I, I, even Berta Style, I, right. I, I, I was on their website recently, and there was they were taking some flack for, uh, you know, a collection that they had put out and they'd used oh, um, yeah. colonial as the description. And so some people took offense to the idea of, of a co colonial being a style. Uh, and then people sort of started getting into it and went, and furthermore, like, where are all your models of color? Like, everybody here is white. So I think, right. I think you're right. It's, it's definitely right. a big problem in the, in the sewing media. So, yeah. Yep. So it's just something. So I, I think that experience and I and when I started this, I was like, I don't even know if enough people read magazine because um, for me, I wanted a handheld magazine. And that's still my goal is to have a print magazine. Um, I may include a digital magazine if necessary, but um, I, I always enjoy a magazine that's in my hand. I don't know, you know, personally about how the the public feels about that but my feedback is mostly that people enjoy the handheld magazines too but you know i know it's accessible if it's online and easier for other people to get that maybe they can't get it any other way so it's always going to be an option but i do definitely want to have a print magazine 
That's nice. I, I love that experience. I think that's um, unique to magazines where it's a physical thing in your hand. And I always feel like I want to go home. It's a way to relax. I want to sit down with a cup of tea mm -hmm. and thumb through the magazine, you know, and be able to dog ear the pages yes. and flip back and forth. And yeah, yeah so that, that's great. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. Tell, tell me a little bit more about what it will be like and what will be in it. And Okay. So... Let me step back and say, um, as a result of the magazine coming out and that the editor that reached out to me is when I was published in So News magazine, and I that was one of the ones that I had a copy of that where I had no representation in there. And I think, um, I, I don't want to mess up her name, Deepka from Pattern Review, she was in there. She was the only woman of cover that I ever seen in that magazine. Mm -hmm. So they did include me on that April, May, March, April, or April... March, April um, um, magazine, along with Mimi G was in that issue as well. Mm -hmm. So that that happened as a result of all of this, for sure. So good. Okay? It's all, you're already making change, which is great. Yeah. So the magazine that I envision in my head is definitely leaning more towards fashion. If anyone has ever experienced my blog, you know that I use filters and people were telling me when I was making my blog that you can't use filters. And I'm like, no, I, it's all about the art to me. <laughs> so if I need a filter to make my picture to look a certain way, I'm going to use a filter. Um, so I, I absolutely, it has to have a fashion magazine twist on it, but I don't just want it to be a fashion magazine. I actually want, like, I appreciate some of those stories and like, so news because you're actually learning something. So I want to educate people. I want to give them new things. I want to give them new ways to do things. So I'm seeking out that talent that has those new ways to do things. Um, maybe a different twist on installing a zipper. It could be something as simple as that that someone hasn't seen, which I have found one recently that, that I thought was pretty cool. And I'm like, I never did it this way. So I'm actually going to reach out to that person to see if they want to contribute. But I want to educate and I want to feature people that are doing fabulous things out there. Um, so it's definitely going to be, um, I think, a sewing magazine with a fashion twist to it. That's what you don't really see in those sewing magazines. So it's not going to be your grandma's magazine. That's for <laughs> sure. <laughs> that sounds great. So are you, will you be putting out a call for contributors or are you going to be um, targeting specific people to and inviting them to contribute? How will that work? Yeah, so I do have a team of contributors, I have 10 people that I'm going to be, they're going to be contributing all the time. So some of them are going to be fast, well-known bloggers that you know out there um, in the sew business. Um, and then I am looking for contributors to contribute. So I'm always open, you know, for different ideals and new things. Um, if you have something that needs to be shared, I'm willing to share it. So um, it's always going to be open. And then I do want to reach out to some of the bigger people, but in my quest to interview those bigger people, I don't just want to learn something about them. I want them to teach my reader something about construction, drafting, uh, tips and tools, whatever it is. But I want it to be, I just want it to be a learning experience all the way around with each story that I share in this magazine. Sounds great. And so while we're here, you should get in a plug for your GoFundMe campaign to get this magazine <laughs> off the ground. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm definitely doing fundraising. It's going to happen. 
Um, I hope this, if I reach my goal in GoFundMe, it'll make it easier and it'll make it more accessible to everyone. Um, but it's going to happen. So um, I'm looking for people who are, you know, I had like over 2,000 people that took my surveys. So I'm looking for those people who thought this is an amazing idea is to contribute. And I have a Go Camp, GoFundMe campaign. And it is Sewn Magazine, GoFundMe, Sewn, S-E-W-N, Magazine. And you can go there and just donate whatever your heart desires, no matter how little, how big. Um, it's all going to feed into the magazine. It's going to be a beautiful thing. Um, I'm going to keep that GoFundMe campaign open up until the end. The magazine is going to be released in November. Um, and it's going to, I gave myself Novembers because I want everything to be done and I want it to be done right, so I want to give myself enough time to get, you know, excellent content and put it out the way that I really want to put it out there. So um, go find me, donate, and, you know, it'll be all good. <laughs> I will I will go fund you. I definitely want to see this magazine get off the awesome. ground. So I will awesome. be there. Now, Michelle, awesome. you are, you work full time. You are a mother of three. You run mm -hmm. this blog. You are launching a magazine. You sew like crazy. How on earth do you find the time to get your sewing done? I'm crazy, number one. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Honestly, when I did, um, I did a seamstress tag and people didn't know I worked full time. And I'm like, yeah, this blog thing, that's not my life. I wish it was, but it's not. Um, so I sew like on oh my, oh my goodness. I'm so, I'm always down here whenever they can't reach me. I carry my cell phone. I'm like, guys, you got to use my cell phone now because I'm going to probably be down in my sewing room. So whenever I can fit it in, I fit it in. Um, I've been overextending myself lately a little bit because I don't know if you know, I blog. So I'm a Bernina ambassador. So I blog for We All Sew. And then I'm Fabric Mart. I'm a representative for them. So I blog for them too. And then I got other little projects in between. So I'm overextending myself somewhat. <laughs> so I gotta stop, I gotta stop saying yes to these people so that I can, you know, stay focused. But that will have to die down in the in the near future too, so that I can really focus on this magazine. So um I do it, but I get very little sleep. That's what I'll say. Yeah, yeah, you actually lose sleep over this, getting it all done. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it, it's a lot. Do, you must get a ton of uh, potential sponsors that want something from you, whether it's to you know blog for them or contribute or how do you how do you manage all that? I mean, I've spoken with other bloggers who um, sometimes are a bit shocked at what people will ask them to do for free or for very little return. And so, um, are you know are you managing to to make it work for you? I guess is what I'm asking. Um, see, maybe I, I know how to say no, like real quick. <laughs> and, but, and the ones that I think that are going to help me in the future are the ones that I try to stick to and try to, you know, say, you know what, this may somewhere down the line, this may come back. This may help me out somewhere. Um, so I kind of think of it that way. And then, like you said, they all, they, most, most of them want you to do it for free. So then you got to weigh that with the pros and the cons. Like it, could this be a contact for me in the future? Um, maybe, okay, maybe I'll do this project for them, but I'm um, definitely, you know, I've said no to people that like, you're not even 
we're not even connected. I don't even know how you reached out to me on some <laughs> of this stuff, you know, or it's totally not within my style or like we're not going to really gel. So those are all things you got to put into consideration and just don't say yes to everything because then I would be more, I would have less sleep than I already have on my two hours, you know? So <laughs> I know I, I, I figured out how to say no. Right. So. Well, Michelle, I'm really glad you said yes to me. Thank you very much for that. It's nice, <laughs> nice to chat with you. I have a few more questions for you. Sure. I'm curious about what your favorite pattern designers or favorite pattern companies are and why. Um, I can honestly say um, I, I pretty much I'm going to say simplicity is probably what I use the most. And I don't know that it's my favorite I just know that I use that the most and I don't know why. Maybe because I have more simplicity patterns, I don't know. But I am trying to um, give my attention to these indie patterns that are out there nowadays. Even though like I just did a blog, you know, I just did a post because I did a um I did a, a project for um Style So Me patterns with their new Anitra jumpsuit. And um, I think that you need to put a little bit more time into these indie patterns only because it's just, it's, it's more personal to me for an indie pattern because I know that's someone with their blood, sweat and tears. They were like, you know what? I have an ideal. I'm going to put it into action. And if I can help them bring that to fruition, then I want to do that. So I've been buying a lot of indie patterns. Now that's not to say I've sewn all of them, <laughs> but but I've been buying a lot, so I'm paying a little bit more attention to those type patterns nowadays. But, you know, the big the big patterns, they're going on sale. They're easy to get. So, like, I stock up on them all the time. But so simplicity would be the one that I sew the most. But like I said, I'm trying to get into some indie patterns to right. see what they're all about. Right. So it's really hard for me to picture this happening but I'm wondering if you've ever had a big sewing disaster or, or maybe even something that you sewed and wore out in public and then later regretted ever having been seen in public wearing it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was, you know what? I said I'm going to start blogging about some of the things that I mess up because it's, it's funny because people think I don't mess up. I absolutely mess up. <laughs> I absolutely do. And sometimes I'll go with a pattern hack and that's usually where I'm messing up and I'll have this grand idea and I'm like, no, I can do this to this pattern and it turns out hideous. But my most disastrous thing, I, I tell you that I ever made, and this is before I even started blogging, this was my senior prom gown. That thing, when <laughs> I look, oh my goodness, when I look back now, I'm like, I actually wore that and I'm like, <laughs> I knew it was bad when I made it, but I was like, I made it. <laughs> so damn it, you were gonna wear it, right? I know that feeling. I have done the same. Yeah. Like and that has got to be. It was fun. That was hilarious. I look back at those pictures. I'm like, I'm. I had to. I had to shoot my teacher for letting me make that thing. In class. But um. So yeah, what did it was, look like? Give us. Give us. Give us a visual here. I swear, it's funny. You know what? I had really curly hair, and so like I had a curly top. And when I tell you the collar, I had envisioned this big collar that went all the way around and just fanned out. And then there was tool inside of the collar. So I looked like a flower. Like it was just, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it was hilarious. I'm going to post that but I was like, oh my God. Oh, would so. you please post a picture of that? You really have to. I'm dying to see that. That sounds really amazing. <laughs> 
I love it. But yeah, but I, yeah, I mess up. So it's, you know, trial and error. And then some of them like, yeah, this is not going to work and just put that to the side. Yeah. But, yeah. Yep. but you have to go through those disasters to really move yeah. forward, right? You know, you got to figure out what, what works and what boundaries you can push and what others that you can't really push. And yep. Yeah, because I like to manip- manipulate fabric, especially with weaving and stuff. I'm really into that, especially with the denim. And I like to try to weave those type things. And it doesn't always work out. But, you know, sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But, like, I know I did a, um, a pool bag for um, So Mama So. And I did some weaving in that. And that turned out really well. I really liked that one. Yeah, that was great. Great tote bag. Really cool looking for sure. If you were a sewing tool, what sewing tool would you be and why? Hmm. Getting deep into your psychology now here. <laughs> let's see. I feel like, um, let's see, sewing tool. Hmm. I know for me, I need to be a seam ripper because I spend way more time with that damn seam ripper than any other tool. So that's just by default. I have to be a seam ripper. Okay. So that was first thing that popped into my head, but I was like, no, I'm not going to say seam ripper. Um, um, let's see. Um, is scissors a tool? Yeah, sure. Okay. So I'll be the scissors because that is where I'm cutting out my masterpiece that I'm about to make. Is that good? <laughs> yeah, that's good. And are you a scissors kind of girl or a rotary cutter kind of girl? Oh, my goodness. So I am so a scissor girl. I'm trying to become a rotary girl. I bought two rotaries. I bought a large one and a small one. And I can tell you absolutely, last night I was cutting out this um, this ITY knit. And I had those the little uh, rotary. And I was... If that line couldn't look any more chopped up, I was like, this is not working out. <laughs> so I'm trying. I'm going to give it a good shot. Um, but I'm, I'm definitely a scissors girl. And I'm trying to embrace the rotary cutter. Right, right. I have to tell you, recently I was cutting out just a, a simple sort of silk tunic. And mm-hmm. some for some reason, my beloved scissors had gone a bit haywire. I remember using them and then putting them down. And then the next time I picked them up, they were sort of catching in the middle. And I didn't know what had happened to them. But um, I was so desperate to get a pattern cut out. You know, it was one of those days where it's like, I have to go sew. So I'm going to cut this out. <laughs> and all I had were these scissors that had something wrong with them. So, that, so here's me deciding to try to cut silk with a pair of crappy scissors oh. and you should see the edges of this thing it's hilarious if i if i ever get this sewn up um it's gonna be a miracle but i persevered you know I, i'm like i don't care i'm getting this cut out and it was a complete mess it looks like a four-year-old cut it out so that's pretty funny. that's that's what my um ity looked like after that um rotary cutter. okay <laughs> i don't feel so bad then <laughs> i was like yeah this is not going to work today yeah. <laughs> So just before we wrap up, I thought I'd ask whether you have some tips to share with our listeners. What are some of your best sewing tips that you've, uh, that you've, what, what's the wisdom you've gained over the years of doing this? The wisdom that I've gained is, uh, the, the thing that I like to say most to people is like, try something new. Don't be afraid because it's only fabric, right? 
um, we can, you can definitely make it over if it doesn't come out right. But I, I tell people to try to think outside of the box all the time. Um, I'm always trying to throw something in there. I'll throw some piping in there. Just, just try something different. Cause you'll amaze yourself when you get something done that you thought wouldn't work. Um, like that black and white dress. I like, yeah, I kept going with it, even though I didn't think it was going to work, <laughs> but just try something different. Um, and that's a big thing when I have people looking at my blog because so I know my style is not for everyone. Um, and I know that everyone's not going to like what I do. But even if you don't like what I do, just take the lesson from what I did and maybe put it to your own aesthetic, but just try something new. That's that's basically what I try to encourage everyone to do. You don't have to like it, but definitely um look at the skill, look what was involved with it, and just try something with a different print. It doesn't have to be the same type of print, but just always try something new because uh, you'll be amazed. People will be amazed, especially even someone who is beginning sewing and they don't think they can do things. I'm always telling them, no, I'm like, no, you can. You can. You're just going to have to work at it, but you can do it. And just give it a try and you might surprise yourself. Yeah, that's good advice because ultimately sewing really is just a series of steps. You know, and, sure. and each step is basic, right? Um, mm -hmm. So there might be something with 100 steps and it's really complicated, but mm -hmm. each step is one simple step. And so Absolutely. when you think about it that way, you just think, okay, I can plod through these steps and I might have to back up two steps and redo something. But, <laughs> you know, each, each one is a simple step. And so I, I think you're right. Anyone can really conquer something complex if they Absolutely. think about it that way. Yeah. Yeah, I had one lady who told me when um <laughs> when I put a feeler out for the magazine and she was like, "You shouldn't you shouldn't start your own magazine. You should just get involved with one of these other companies." She was like, "Because what do you have that's new to present to us?" And I said, "Well, first of all, I was like, if you look at a sewing magazine, I was like, first of all, somewhere some point in time, everything has been gone over." And like you said, it's basic stuff with a new twist. Someone learned how to do something a different way. Someone added something to something that was already a thing. You know, it's, so it's all based off of basics. Like you said, basic stuff. You're just adding on to it. That's all you're doing with new sewing. You're just adding on to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, Michelle, it was such a pleasure to talk to you in person. <laughs> it's lovely to meet you, and your personality awesome. absolutely matches your incredible, fun, astounding, amazing creations. So Thank thanks you. for putting all that out there <laughs> and sharing your talent absolutely. with us. And uh, thanks for making the time to talk to me today. Absolutely, Lori. I had fun. I'm always willing to talk about myself because I'm fabulous. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are. <laughs> no, I always, I, I'm, I'm good. I love to talk about sewing and love talking about art. So Great. It's, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that's why Helena and I started this podcast because, you know, Helena was saying, my poor family, my children, my husband, they just don't want to hear me talking about sewing anymore, <laughs> but I've got to talk about sewing. So let's just talk about sewing on a podcast. So here we are. So I'm glad you feel the same way. Thank you. So thanks again, Michelle. I'll see you out there in the Absolutely. blogosphere then. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, look forward to the magazine launch uh, later this year. Good luck with that. Awesome. Thank you, Lori. All right. Bye for now. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Clothes Making Mavens podcast. For more information and more episodes, visit clothesmakingmavens.com. 
We would love to hear from you. You'll find options for sending us an email, leaving a comment, or even a voicemail on clothesmakingmavens.com. Hope to hear from you soon, and thanks for listening.